I wish we could blame Sega for not being able to play their system in emulated fashion uh, with pirated ROMs 30 years after the fact, but... <laughs> This is the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I am Josh Fullen. And I am Jeff Burns. And we're going to be bullshit about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. Anarchy ensues in today's game episode on Rampage for the Sega Master System, which we emulated on the Kega Fusion emulator on a PC. Both of us did. Please rate and review the podcast and write into it. What are we playing? What are you playing, Jeb? I did not play a lot of video games uh, in these past however many weeks we've been away. I say you always say that, and and then you tell me about your fucking uh, your treasure sub. <laughs> well, that's I was just gonna if you would let me finish, I was gonna say I I think I fired up uh, Subnautica once, and I, I I was gonna do some shit in that, but um, I figured I would just let that go until uh, Subnautica Sub Zero comes out in October, and. That way, I don't kind of beat a dead horse, so to say. I beat the game. I, you know, I built a treasure barge, submarine. I don't think I need to do anything else there. <laughs> so I fired that up one time, played it for like 20 minutes, and then stopped. I started trying to play uh, Prey. Have you heard of this from Bethesda? Uh, no, but Bethesda makes my ears perk up. Mm-hmm. It should. Um, it's, it, it's. You're familiar with Bioshock, yes? Yes. Okay, so it's a very Bioshocky game, not only in like uh, the way it controls and whatnot, but even just like the atmosphere, uh, the artistic atmosphere in the game. Um, and it's it's interesting. It's like sci-fi-ish uh, Bioshock kind of deal going on. Uh, but I think I think in my experience initially in the game, there's either a very large learning curve or the beginning of the game is just hard as fuck. <laughs> and I found it like <laughs> this sounds kind of synonymous. <laughs> um, I suppose, yeah. I mean, you, you can unpack that however you want, but the point is, it's kind of been unpleasant to play a little bit, and I just like found myself like exasperated very quickly. It's um, new. It's a new title. It's like newish. I mean, it came out like a year and a half ago or something like that. It does not sound like you to go out and pay sixty dollars for a game just off the fucking. Oh no, no, well, that's the thing is, I got <laughs> it off. Uh, uh, goddamn, uh, Microsoft Game Pass. So it was completely free, and I downloaded it that way. And like, I'm gonna try it again. How does that work? Do they take it away from you when it co- goes off their pass, or do you, you have it? As far as I understand, you just have it. Okay. Right. So I'm, I I may try it again. Um, I probably will at some point. I might like watch like a quick like tutorial, look up like you know top two, three things you need to know before you even try playing the shit. Uh just to get my bearings, and I think what? Oh, and then yesterday, last night, I fired up um, Shadow of Mordor, which is undoubtedly a very good game. Actually, um, it actually could be a little repetitive and button jammy, but uh, it's 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 a really fun game. Like also. As in a Diablo kind of way? No, it's more like a. So it's like a third-person over-the-shoulder view of your character in the uh, Land of Mordor and the Lord of the Rings universe, and uh, which I'm into. I'm, you're probably not. Well, I mean, I like the... I don't care about the actual story world and, like, 
you know, uh, whatever way a fan of the books would be, but the, you know, the kind of place those stories would take place would appeal to me. <laughs> Swords, dragons, and orcs, right? That's exactly. all I need. Exactly. Um, so it's um, that that game's got a lot to unpack, and uh, there's like a lot of like side questy kind of things to do. It's like open world ish. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna be fucking around with that, I think. But what I've actually been doing a lot with my time is uh, I spent the past couple, I spent the last entire week like playing a lot of bass, uh, which is probably what I should be focusing more of my time on, at least. Um, so what I'm playing on bass is I'm relearning the Red Hot Chili Peppers song "Soul to Squeeze." Um, mm. So yeah, that's where I'm at there. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, you I, play anything fun? Uh, I got pretty retro-y the past couple of weeks, man. Uh, I told you it, it occurred to me on the flight out to New York for the, the Bills-Jets opener uh, that I had not uh, downloaded the new Tecmo. So I The new as in like uh, like the current rosters? Correct, yeah. Techmobile.org. If you or any listener is not familiar, <laughs> techmobile.org every year releases a new version of Super Tech Mobile. The nineteen nine so brilliant, man. They give and they give the the ROM away for free. Uh, they sell cartridges that you can buy for an actual NES with the ROM on it. Uh, you know, and they have all new arts. Like I kept trying, I'm trying to remember who the hell was on the art this year. I can't remember. But the yeah, they have, you know, they released the ROM for free and they they it's the exact same game gameplay wise. They've made small tweaks. Like I sent you the head of the the opening uh, um, like title sequence kind of. They tweaked that the the graphics they use and stuff. And right. this year's has uh, that I sent you that Bill Belichick quote. It has a Bill Belichick quote that uh, I like. I've never heard the soundbite either, so it's it's funny to me. I I can very much picture him saying it though. <laughs> uh, I, I like football. I like football season and all the things that go with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Signed Bill Belichick. And that's like in the title sequence. Uh, so I'm guessing the guys that do it uh, don't care for the Patriots because you wouldn't put that if you're an actual Patriots fan. <laughs> right. That's like a pretty sassy yeah. uh, quote to throw in there. It makes Bill Belichick look like an actual idiot. Yes, yes, yes. I think he did. I think he should act. He, he plays the part. He's been typecast as to a fucking T. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, like he's been, everyone thinks of him a certain way and he just fucking has ran with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I can't fathom that this is the actual, like no human being can actually be that way. Like, have you, have you ever seen him? Please tell me if you haven't seen it, you got put at the top of your fucking life to do. Uh, the video of him ignoring the kids' high fives as he's running out at the Lions stadium. Uh, I, you actually might have sent that to me. Okay, yeah, he's like in a sleeved hoodie at Lion Stadium, and he's running out from the tunnel, and there's these kids leaning out for a high five, and he looks at them, and like you can see his face change with disgust, <sighs> and then he he turns his attention away and totally fucking blows him off, and just keeps running. <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking good. Right. So just... for me, that says one of two things: either he's a joyless psychopath who deprives children of happiness. Or right. he's like you said, acting that role because he knows that will that's what ESPN thinks he would do, and that's what ESPN will talk about when he does it. Right, 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 right. So he's either a sociopath or a fucking actor, yeah. Which yeah. actually might not be probably a lot of same, a difference. Yeah, probably the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 a pretty magical clip. I can't recommend it enough to anyone who hasn't seen it. Anyhow, Tecmo Super Bowl. So yeah, it's like they you know they even revised the rosters too a little bit. They 
like there's been, I think, three revisions now to, you know, they because they go in and they, and they put in all the new players, they balance stats and, and ratings to some degree or another. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's not like a crazy ass amount of there's not like a whole fucking actuary team, <laughs> you know, picking apart the entire NFL uh, Players Association roster and balancing the, sp- the stats against each other. It's probably right. just a couple of dudes, uh, but they make some level to balance the stats for the players. Uh, um, and uh, it's just, yeah, it's cool as fucking. I mean, like you said, the last Madden game was fucking uh, last good Madden game rather was fucking Madden 99 or I said Madden 99. I think you said 03. Either way, no, 20 years I ago. say oh, uh, 06 was the last good game. Six. Okay, either way, 15, 20 years ago. So uh, way more fun to play than any new Madden game, in my opinion. And it's free to download. Do you awesome. know if they... So I think in the original Tecmo, much like in the original Final Fantasy, there was just some like programming errors. And like those Final Fantasy, like the giant sword does not work against right. giants. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm 99% sure on this... Um, Tecmo, Tecmo Bowl pass accuracy from quarterbacks does not matter. That I do on Super Tecmo Bowl? I think on regular. Mm, I don't know anything about that. Um, I mean, you know, I don't know. Jo- I mean, Josh Allen's pass accuracy is probably, which by the way, he has number five instead of 17, which pisses me off. I almost, like, I was on the plane flying out to New York and I, like, I was like on the website, like trying to like email the guy. I, was <laughs> I definitely emailed somebody about that. Right, right. And the way to contact them is like this message board thing that you have to sign up and log into. And I was like, ah, it's not that important to me. <laughs> yeah. I would say like, I, I, in my mind, I was like, I would definitely write somebody about that. And keep in mind, I won't even like write my fucking Senator or anything. So <laughs> yeah. anybody's yeah. wondering why the world is falling apart. That's why. Right, right. It's my bad. Uh, anyhow, he, if any quarterback ever, especially uh, before he uh, went hog wild the past two weeks, the uh, his pass accuracy would be dog shit. And uh, every now and again, he overthrows a guy in the game. But for the most part, you know, he's fucking hits guys. So I don't know. That could go either way. Maybe that means the pass accuracy doesn't matter and they're all fine. Uh, I don't know. I'm not real sure how to answer that. But. Nothing that I've heard of, no. Um, yeah. But either way, whether or not, uh, you can definitely complete passes in the game, and it's a fucking blast. <laughs> I actually might have to download that myself, because like I said, I'm not enamored with the video games I have currently on my Xbox. And, uh, you know, something like Tech Mobile, you can just, like, jump in and play real quick, you know? It doesn't yep. have to be this big commitment. Yep. No, it's yeah, totally yeah, casual, and it's fun, and... Yeah, it's fucking it's the best football game ever, man. It's so fucking it, it actually is. Like, <laughs> try as they might, Madden. Like, it, you're just never. The thing about video games, it, it's to be like a fun and gamey. Like these guys are trying to create essentially simulators, and it's just like, eh, a pass. Yeah. Right, right, right. I don't know the idea to me. The, I mean, <laughs> you know, actually, I started out with talking to Ted. I thought it's funny. that gives this is great. It gives me a tie into the story that I wanted to tell. But the, you know, I, I fucking. Uh, back when I had a 64, I, for whatever reason, got NFL Quarterback Club 98 instead of Madden, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I read somewhere, got a hair up my ass, or just wanted to be different, because I'm sure most people had Madden and wanted Madden. Uh, but for whatever fucking reason, I got Quarterback Club, and it didn't have that franchise mode. 
It was like you can only play a season or something. And like that was such a detractor to me that I then wanted Madden. And I was, for some reason, I thought of this when Ted and I were hanging out this week. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I ended up because I got when I got I bought that 64 used and I had a, a FIFA 64 cart that it actually wasn't a bad game. But soccer, don't care. So I fucking, and I wanted, I came up with this fucking scheme. I took, I, I peeled the sticker off the NFL Quarterback Club 98 cartridge, put it on the FIFA 64 cartridge, put that FIFA 64 cartridge with the NFL Quarterback Club sticker in the NFL Quarterback Club box, took it back to, I want to say it was the Babbage's. That was exactly it. where it was at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the, I was there. I remember the entire story. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right outside the the food court there, right right around the corner from the food court at the yeah, dealer at the right. The, yeah, at Midway Mall. And uh yeah, t- returned it and got mad or exchanged it and got Madden. And the best part about that is Madden was 10 bucks cheaper, so I actually got paid 10 bucks to scam them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. But like so yeah, I like I I guess I liked the the play enough of Quarterback Club uh, or I thought it was superior, or I guess, like at least liked it enough to want to keep it. But that franchise mode did matter to me. Like that's a cool idea. Right. Uh, but yes, it has become I think overbearing and overwhelming. Um, and and honestly, I shouldn't even say that. I I I do love that part of it. The gameplay in Madden sucks. It's insufferable. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it's miserable. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. Uh, Frankie and I talk about this. Well, I don't say we talk about it all the time because nobody cares about Madden that much. And if you are a listener and you do care about Madden that much, find a hobby. Not, yeah, probably not the pod for you. <laughs> yeah, just find a different hobby, man. You can do better than that, I promise. Um, but anyways, we we've talked about it a few times. Frank and I have, where like we were playing Madden, like when we were playing Madden games, I think up until like eight, and then we just gave up. And like maybe you see it occasionally here and there. Like you see the game gameplay or like play it, and you're like, you guys didn't test this game. <laughs> because if you did, you would not allow these like glaring deficiencies in the gameplay to go through. Um, so yeah, fuck, fuck the Madden crew. Well, the they they are my... just reskinning these things, man. Yeah, my whole th- yeah, my thing like because on the surface it's exponentially more complicated than what Tech Mobile obviously Super Tech Mobile is, but ultimately it's the same end game. You figure out the fucking nuances and you just eventually get to a wax the, the cpu level uh it, with madden it is just a more pain in the ass route to that mastery like it's the Correct. same it's the same end result it's just you try you fucking uh spruced up the way it looks <laughs> you right. know? yeah you're uh, still trying and to i'm not gonna out, pay like, you which... 60 dollars for that same repetition every year right. <laughs> you know it's it's too much to juggle. I, I just, I guess I just don't care about football that much. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I like Tecmo Bowl, you just plug it in and go, dude. And, and, and like I said, it, it has like a, a gamey kind of feel, you know, like there is some joy involved. Sir, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, fuck Madden. Yeah, fuck Madden. So yeah, so I played a, a bunch of that, uh, and it's a fucking blast, and Josh Allen is a god. The, uh, I also, staying on that fucking retro kick, uh, Ted's in town visiting, and we ended up for some reason talking about Bases Loaded 2. <laughs> and we started playing Bases Loaded 2. And, uh, well, first of all, this fucking we, the game is way harder <laughs> than we recall. Uh, we got, we went, we started, we played 
what we do, we were jamming for like two days straight on it. Fucking, we play like 12 games in like a 36 hour span. And, uh, we use the squad. We used to use the Jersey squad in it. This is the one we always used to fucking play with. And we had after eleven games or twelve games actually, we had an O eleven and one record. <laughs> Ooh. Ouch. We got fucking tie, dude. You can tie in bases loaded. I've never I've played that game, I mean I've thirty years. Does now, it just get to ninth inning and that's it? Twelfth inning. It goes after twelve innings, it just fucking game over, you know? Right. Which is like and you know, like I said, we do. We were getting our asses handed to us for eleven those other eleven games. So, mm-hmm. like in that, ele- it was the eleventh game that we were fucking uh, that we tied in, and you know, we were actually it was one one, dude. We were playing. I think I want to say one one. Uh, we were playing a good fucking game, actually. <laughs> it's so hard to track the pop flies and stuff in the outfield. It's it, right. it, it's rather difficult. You kind of like we've like. Deter- determine that you gotta like l- let the computer remain c- c- uh, uh, keep control of the guy until the ball until you can see your guy. Otherwise, you'll be in a god fuck knows place by the time the ball gets anywhere near where it was going. But the guy doesn't go right to where the ball is. You have to like move him the last twenty percent mm-hmm. to where the ball is gonna go, which is enough gives you enough variance to absolutely fuck it up. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, super fucking hard to. to field and there's like there's pitchers uh cpu controlled pitchers that like that was t- a, a completely disproportionate number of submarine pitchers <laughs> you know like like sidearm under side underarm pitchers in the game right and anytime one of those fuckers comes in the game you're not hitting them like it's just not fucking happening you cannot they, like they pitch there's like a nine fucking space thing on the you know, there's like a grid, obviously, a, a pitching grid of the pit of the strike, or not even beyond the strike zone of where the pitcher can pitch, right? Mm-hmm. There's like pretty much nine, three, three rows of three, a matrix. And your batter, you can either hit like down and away to hit that far bottom quadrant, or you can just swing to hit the middle one, or just up to hit the top middle. You know what I mean? So there's like, right. there's there's nine different ways, things you can do with your D-pad to swing to the spot the pitch is going to go. But submarine pitchers, not every time, but I would say 80 to 90% of the time, throw a pitch that is between the bottom and middle rows, and you just, there's you can't hit it. <laughs> so, like, anytime one of those fuckers comes to the game, you're just like, I am now just going to be striking out for fucking until this guy fucking leaves the game, you know? Right. Uh, and they do, it's weird, like, they'll have, they'll, they'll bring one of those fuckers in in the second inning, a reliever, and you the reliever bunt. will, you could bunt, but that would be, you're not going to get anywhere with bunting, dude. Uh, ask ask fucking Tito and the shitty ass Cleveland Indians. You're gonna well, get you're not gonna money. fucking get anywhere with striking out either. So no, but you're. It's I guess I we haven't tried it. Maybe it would work, but, uh, but that's also shitty and not fun. Yeah, exactly. That's also not fun. If fucking so yeah, so you know, and the reliever will come in and pitch fucking eight innings. Like it's it's asinine. Like a reliever's <laughs> not gonna come in and pitch eight, fucking eight innings. Uh, but we're not hitting them, so the computer's like, why would I take this guy out? <laughs> even though he's even though he's throwing fifty nine dollar fifty nine mile an hour fucking slop balls uh, the whole fucking time, it's just in a place you can't hit. Uh, Is there not like uh, endurance? In that game, like the pitcher doesn't get there tied. There is, and that's actually the you know really, I completely forgot. There's this biorhythm um, component to it, like between games. 
Because, you know, you can play, like, I mean, we already talked about the simulation aspect. You can play all 100, it's 162 game season. You can just, I mean, it doesn't give you, like, standings and shit between games or anything like that. But you play all 162 games, uh, which we've never gotten to the end of. So I don't know if there's playoffs or not. I would, there probably is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it tells you, like, this is game 10, this is game 11, this is game 12. It tells you right. as you go. Um, and you play like three game series against fucking teams. And uh, between each one of those, you get like a little news report from an ESPN equivalent, basically. And he, they, they show you each player, each one of your starting players out of your lineup, you are shown there. It's called a biorhythm. And it's like three different um, attributes like physicality, sensitivity, and something else. Um, and it goes, uh, seems like it goes on a scale from negative eight to positive eight and you're, they fluctuate continuously, uh, throughout and the way your guy performs and hits, et cetera, et cetera, uh, is very much, uh, derivative of what those numbers reflect, you know? So, uh, uh, and the pitchers pitching staff, same thing. When you bring a relief pitcher in, it shows you what their current biorhythm bio situation is. So you can, if you don't like that guy's biorhythm, you can go back and pick a different guy from the pen. Um, yeah, it's pretty fucking, pretty fucking cool. Um, but it doesn't help you from the eight inning relief pitcher. Oh yeah. The, the biorhythms are have no effect on that impossible to hit pitch, but <laughs> it was fun enough. We sat and played it for 12 games anyways, and we will probably play it again today. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, what the fuck? I mean, like what the whole thing with the tie, like what, like, what, what, <laughs> I don't know. They, I'm still, like, like what, what? What additional? Like just keep playing the innings. Like I don't understand. Like what do they gotta? Does the NES fucking need to clear out that ballpark for a different event? Like what the right. fuck? <laughs> like got why? something. I've got a fucking Lady Lady Gaga's coming into town. Man, you guys gotta go. <laughs> you gotta clean this shit up. You guys gotta go. I the only uh, thing I can think of, and it's it's not sexy, and it also can probably be debunked uh, instantaneously. But maybe it's a hardware limitation. Probably, I mean, I just literally, but uh, you know, how, like, what are the fucking, the number, like, you're just, there's no difference. Because like you said, it's not, it's not like it's saving these stats, right? It's not like keeping track of your batting average. Uh, I think, no, no, yeah, no, it does not. Because the, the, your numbers, it, it shows you your batter's statistics from last season, but those numbers never change. Uh, so yeah, no, yeah, so yeah, it's not keeping stats, I don't think. Um, and, but, you know, even outside that, like, I mean, I guess if you look at it that way, perhaps, but I, yeah, I don't think it is. And even if it was like, like my thinking is like, you know, the actual, if there is nothing to save other than the, the result of the game, however long it is like the, you know, the, the, the flow, the, 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 the ones and zeros flow chart of an inning is the same, no matter what inning it is. There's no new. Right thing that's on the screen nothing changes nothing the way the thing works doesn't change like you're just playing another inning like all you have to do is change the number on the screen for what inning it is and then the score i guess the scoreboard but when it goes into extra innings you get a whole new row on the scoreboard even you know so dude yeah it's fine i don't know i i cannot come up with an explanation of why it would be necessary to fucking to do that to cut somebody off in the middle of the game, eh, who knows? It, uh, it was hard, you know, because we were like super excited to get all the way to the tw- fucking twelfth inning and it still be one-one. <laughs> right. If you're in the game, you're like, all right, all we got to do is one more time, and then we're in there. And no, actually, it's a tie. Yeah, that no, was fucking hard. You went o one sixty-one and one. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst baseball season. Very possible. We'll see what happens. Uh, 
So yeah, it's played. We've fucking been playing a bunch of that. And actually, I, I cracked open Fire Emblem on the Switch last night. Uh, Ted's fucking consuming. I showed him BoJack Horseman on Netflix, and now he's uh. fucking. He's fucking hotboxing the whole fucking five seasons, I think, is what it's going to look like it's going to happen. Uh, so I, I was right there. up his alley, actually. It is. It's great. Um, very fucking great show. But the, uh, yeah, I was fucking around with that. And it's definitely cool. It looks pretty hot. Lots of story, uh, which was kind of hard to stick with when you're listening to uh, every Bill's postgame podcast. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I may not have been dialed in as I could have been for that story portion of it, but it's certainly interesting. And I, and I no doubt we'll, we'll, we'll delve further, but it was, I mean, literally just the cursory brush over first tutorial that I got in last night before we went and saw this movie, peanut butter Falcon, which I cannot recommend enough. Mm. Uh, I imagine it will be uh, award bait and a half for Shia LaBeouf, the fucking the lead in it. Very good. But it's actually about a, it's, so it's about a, this mentally handicapped kid is in, he's stuck in, you know, it's like Bumblefuck, Louisiana or something. Um, or maybe even Georgia, I'm not sure. Like somewhere southeastern that's incredibly rural. And this mentally handicapped kid, or he's not, he's like 22, a uh, young adult, is in, in they, they, they have, they're keeping him in a retirement home because there's just no municipal facilities for someone with uh, equipped for that kind of condition. Exactly, handicap like that. So, fucking, he's in this retirement home, and you know, he fucking, of course, hates it. And, and he's not like, you know, he's of course hindered, but he's not like unable to function entirely, you know. So he understands that it sucks for sure. Right. And he watches these. He's he's got this fucking VSR, VSR, VCR. Jesus Christ. Uh, and he watches <laughs> all the fucking. Uh, he's got these tapes of, basically, it's like a WWF equivalent uh wrestling and he has this one wrestler uh red sweetwater redneck or some shit like that that he fucking loves and uh on one of the tapes <clears throat> is a commercial for the sweetwater rednecks wrestling school that is down in you know not you know a couple hours away from where he's at so he wants to go to this wrestling school mm-hmm. and he escapes and ends up bumping into Shia LaBeouf's character, who is kind of this out-of-work river fisherman that is in a fucked-up situation, and they kind of, like, ended up joining up and kind of going, trying to go on this fucking river-based road movie equivalent, you know? Uh, And it is just fucking hilarious uh, and and sweet little story uh, that Hmm. I met. I guess that will probably fucking absolutely do some shit for Shia's career resurrection, I would think, because it's a very, very touching story. Where's he been? Why is he not working in movies? Uh, he's fucking been wiling out a little bit, I think. He's been, you know, fucking, I think he had some, probably some substance abuse issues would be my guess. And, I was going to say, if, it, if you don't say the word cocaine, I would be surprised. Uh, am, I, am I, you know, you never know. The kids these days are popping pills and shit that, like, they don't have to, they don't have to do those, like, movie drugs anymore those old people drugs <laughs> yeah those old people drugs there's other drugs back in my even. day the progression was weed cocaine heroin <laughs> right 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 now man, now, now there's pills that totally fucked that flow chart up <laughs> right. uh so yeah i don't know if uh i actually don't have any hard evidence of that but he was definitely doing a lot of weird shit uh and he's just kind of a weird dude too um it's probably part of it as well he seems like kind of 
says what's on his mind no matter what. Uh, it's probably, like I said, drug-induced, though, that he went as far as he has recently. <laughs> Anyhow, good movie. Wouldn't check that out, so that was another reason I didn't get any further in it. But that's what I'm playing now. On to Rampage for the Sega Master System. That was the character selection theme uh, kicking off Rampage uh, for us. For the Sega Master System. For the Sega Master System. Uh, this is the sheer definition <laughs> of a mindless action arcade game that's just mm -hmm. a fucking blast to play. Um, yeah, there's not a ton of depth to it, but it is no doubt fun as fuck. Um, until you get bored of it, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the best way to put it. So yeah, so the synopsis of this is it is gigantic, gigantic monsters trying to survive against the onslaughts of military forces. Each round is completed when a particular city is completely reduced to rubble. So you basically just go city to city or even parts of, I guess, city to city uh, across the country trying to destroy everything, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Uh, I can't believe someone didn't think of it before this. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, so that's the synopsis of what. So what is what would you call this format, Jeb? Um, Wikipedia said action, and I didn't know how else to describe it. Um, it it's hard to call it a platformer, though it's a little right. platformy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. it's actually with a static screen, impossible. Right. To, to go <laughs> yeah. But it, I, it's actually, I guess, like you know, I was thinking about it. It's actually a fairly unique style right 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 and i don't know if that's because nobody else uh has the balls to do a game like that or if rampage literally just took the idea and did it and that'd be yeah. pointless to do it again so. cornered the market <laughs> right like what are you gonna do or at least rampage but yeah. your rampage like the same fucking thing right our arcade arcade anarchy uh yeah, for sure. So yeah, so this it was released on May first, nineteen eighty six. The arcade release was was May first, nineteen eighty six. It was a hit and was ported onto pretty much everything, as all arcade hits are. And the SMS release happened in January of eighty nine. Uh, with the cover art stuff, it's it. Uh, <laughs> this this is an Activision game. Uh, I should have already mentioned that, but yeah, it's an Activision release, so it's a third party release for the Sega Master Master System. Uh, and they didn't do all. It's weird that yeah, they, you know, they didn't do all the uh, Rampage ports. So it's interesting that they only got the Sega one. You know, I don't know, but they did not. Uh, one one very smart thing. Activision's been doing other things. They, Sega Master System is not their first rodeo with game um, uh, distribution. So they did not adhere to Sega's dog shit marketing precedent whatsoever as far as the box art goes, which was very smart of them. Uh, the Sega Master System release specifically, or, or the U.S. rather Sega Master System release, is they did this very distinct red background with uh, these like subtle yellow lines for like the, like they kept the the flannel motif but mm -hmm. just like drastically changed the colors to something more interesting 
Uh, so like Sega probably required like they, they probably brought something that was much cooler than even that. And Sega was like, no, 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 we really we got to, we're into this flannel thing. <laughs> no, no, you have to fuck it up a little bit. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do this flannel thing. We're doing you know we want to keep this flannel thing going on that we have on all the fucking titles. Uh, it's weird though. Yeah, that that that's this is only the case in the U.S. release. The European and Australian releases kept the traditional blue lines on white background. Uh, which is also interesting in its own way. I guess that you know they thought that differentiation was important enough to do in the U.S., but not in the fucking U.K. Or like you know that that could have very well been Sega being like more of a prick for the other ones. I don't know, but uh, it was interesting to me that it was only the U.S. release that got the most interesting looking box art. And the actual key art on the box front, uh, it's you know it's. Instead of we've we've talked about kind of how it's only like that lower half that you get on the Sega games, like the actual artwork is usually only the lower half of the the box front. With this, like their key art dominates the entire front um, on most territory boxes. Again, they kind of they change it up a little bit. Brazil was an exception to this. They got the lame stock font. Uh, at the top, and then an only lower half art version, whereas, uh, yeah, the font was also different on most other <clears throat> releases of it, too. You got, like, that yellow arcade-looking, like, that's on the title screen font on the box covers. So, um, yeah, just fucking much infinitely better looking than just about every other Sega Master System game. Um, and that's cool and good. And they also very excitedly declared a two mega game, which sent me on the on the box cover, which sent me googling, uh, uh, or on a googling tangent rather about what the fuck that actually means. Like I had some, you know, I I know that it means the cart's bigger, but I didn't know the specifics of it. So a two megabit cart data size that was my assumption, uh, and that was correct. But uh, a megabit is is 128k. So two is of course 256k. And this sent me into my actual ROM stash to see how this compares to some of the other games that we played, mm-hmm. being a two uh, a two megabit one. So there's like a handful of, of four megabit carts. R Type is one. Fantasy Star, as you might assume, is one. Afterburner was a four megabyte megabit cart. Uh, and basically every 128 kilobyte game has been the ones that we thought were total shit. So there is a really? very, very direct correlation to megabit card size, uh, or, or card size, how many megabits a card is, and whether or not a game is actually fun to play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, huh. Which is, which is not the most, you know, not the, uh, it's a very logical correlation, but uh, I just thought it was very funny to see it right there in, in numbers was, was funny to me. Yeah, I was going to say it's not exactly surprising, but, um, I had never stopped to think about it like that, but now that you say it out loud, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like those, you know, the those fucking Wonder Boy games and shit, 128 kill. You know, it's just fucking those really basic looking shitty games. All right. They just didn't have enough space to work with on that shit. Yep. yep. And yep. I, when I was looking for like a little bit of history kind of stuff on this, I didn't find a whole lot very super interesting on the history of it or anything. But the uh, one of the developers, well, it turns out I didn't know this because why in the fuck would I ever know this? But um, so it's the, the, the game lasts 128 days. Uh, I guess there's like 128 levels mm-hmm. that will repeat five times for a total of 768. And then it just resets to one. Like if, if you beat level 768, the next level is level one, or day one, I should say. This 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 got to be for the arcade. That's for the arcade for sure. You think? 
Yeah, no, because yeah, so the Sega Master System, well, I have a whole tangent on that too. Yeah, the the Sega Master, that, that's it's interesting how they chose to do that because Sega is only fifty cities, or not even fifty cities, fifty levels. So you, you know, if, if, if oh. when you're playing, I'm sure you clock they're like, you know, you get like five. I think it was five, um, five level. The first five levels were dedicated to San Francisco, <clears throat> and then you move to L.A. I believe it is, and you get I think five there, and then Vegas was only it was only three or something like. Uh, so yeah, you get a few stages for each city, and that changes too because the NES one is is, is uh, 128. Um, Albeit way more basic, but you get you in 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 the NES one you get much more. Um, uh, you're stopping in more places, and it's like fewer <clears throat> stages to a city, uh, which was also interesting. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's very it's very different how they did that. And we, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I mean that is that 100% had to be the arcade for sure because none of the none of the ports had more than 128 to my knowledge. Okay. Um, but yeah, well, that's, it, but the that's interesting. Said, the, the, the quarter eating mentality of an arcade game that makes total sense to me, <laughs> right? For sure. And and they say, I mean, I guess that only applies to the uh, well, that actually makes even more sense now that you say that because they said that the reason it did that in the uh, in the arcade version apparently is we never thought anybody would make it that far. They're not gonna fucking pump 768 you know, attempts worth of quarters into this fucking machine and be like, oh, I wonder if there's a level 769, so... Right. Ne never yeah. underestimate the obsession of or the amount of free time that one has of a, of a young kid. Right. <laughs> uh, there's also that, right? Right. I'm uh, sure there's a fucking video online of somebody beating all 768 levels on an oh, arcade sure. machine on one fucking quarter and they never get hit and they did it in 25 minutes. <laughs> I'm sure that's out there. Uh, probably the, so the, the tagline on the back of the box is smash and trash with two mega power, which is a, a fun tagline in my opinion and good <laughs> uh, in general. The, the copy is pretty fun and solid. They like, there's like a level to, you know, they, there's an effort to make it feel like the anarchy that the game is supposed like the theme of, of, of anarchy that the game is supposed to have. Like all the copy is kind of like in this kind of like tongue in cheek, smash everything and there's no consequences kind of thing, you know, uh, which I thought was fun and cool. Uh, but yeah, so on the back of this one, it, it specifically points out there are 50 cities to demolish and devour, which Google revealed is 78 less than the insane overkill of the 120 levels on the NES version. So uh, I'd much rather have the better graphics and all three monsters than 78 more levels that are the same shit. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what so, the fuck? Very good choice by Activision, and maybe Sega was involved too, to go that route with their limitations as opposed to trying to get 128 in there in a shittier game, you know? Right. Yeah, because, like, again, the, the, like, spoiler alert, the levels are the fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like there, are, there are slight differences, but, like, effectively, it's the same. And right. uh, you don't need 78 more of them. No, you definitely don't. So the manual is a very, very basic eight pages. The cover is just a blue penciling of the box art, which should be a negative, but I kind of liked it more as an outline, oddly, uh, which was unexpected, I guess. The Partners in Crime table-setting blurb on page one says there's only 10 cities to trash. So, like I said, that's how they kind of divvy up the 50, le uh, 50 levels that you play against. Uh, and it's also kind of uh, a direct... 
uh, incongruence with the box suggesting that there's 50 cities to trash, uh, but there's just a misunderstanding of the, the way the, that word, you know, or the, the way the levels are divvied up. Anyhow, the it also says here the monsters have differing attribute strengths. Ralph oh. has the strongest punch. Ralph is the uh, the wolf. George scales buildings the best, the ape, and Lizzie is fastest on her feet. And this was interesting to me because I always thought they were identical statistically. And I'm not sure fiddling with it that I saw a difference, but if you say so. (laughs) Yeah, I always thought they were the same too. Uh, It'd be cool if they were different. But um, I played it a little bit. I think I used, I was always obsessed with, uh, um, oh fuck, is it Ralph the Wolf? Okay, yeah, yeah, Ralph the Wolf, yeah. Because he was not in the... Uh, Nintendo version. Right, exactly. And I, I did the same thing. I played with Ralph uh, predominantly, too, because right. that was new, and I uh, hadn't done that before, because Lizzie was, without a doubt, uh, hands down my go-to on the NES version. And in the arcade, actually, when I would play arcade, the arcade version mm-hmm. uh, here and there, I would, I would usually use the Lizard, too. Page 2 has the city list, so you know exactly where you're going. The San Francisco, L.A. is the second one. I was right about that. Then Vegas, Dallas, St. Louis, Chicago, Detroit, Baltimore, Philly, and then NYC. Uh, no CLE. Sad emoji on that. Not surprising. I'd rather my city not be destroyed. I don't know. Fuck it. I mean, within the confines of the game, let's stop and see. Show me, you know, because there, there were, that actually, to its credit, and and, and uh, contrary to what we already said, the there is, like, some slight visual variance to each city. You know, like Vegas had a little bit of a desert thing going on mm-hmm. in the in the background and, and at street level, like where the street met the buildings. You could see little cactuses and kind of like this little desert thing, you know, so I'd just it, it'd be curious to see. And San Francisco kind of had L.A. and San Francisco both kind of had the they had the water things going on at the bottom that you're not going to see in the Vegas one, you know. So so as much as we want to talk shit about, yes, the, the um, exact feeling of of most of the levels or exact same feeling of most of the levels there was some effort to differentiate them visually to some degree or another as much as you could within the confines of <laughs> you know the fucking sega masterism uh or, or even the arcade but at this time so page four wraps things up with some tips for cheaters <laughs> one one of these tips for cheaters states every city has its own strengths and weaknesses get to know them so you can use them to your advantage and what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like yeah, every, every I, city has its own strengths and weaknesses. What does that mean? Uh, maybe it's like the 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 units that come onto the screen to yeah, attack you, and those do change for sure. But I thought that was arbitrary, though. I thought it was just like, oh, time for some tanks, motherfucker. Uh, no, I I think because I I was like when I was looking at FAQs to figure out uh, the level thing. You know the the cities and levels shit. Uh, I saw some of the breakdowns of of levels would have they they would have like a, a a matrix of the units that would be in that level. So they are designated for okay. that level or those that city specifically. You know, like right. the I believe L A had the sheriff cars, and San Francisco had tanks. You know, right. uh, and you did not see either one of those in the other one. So. There, there was some effort to differentiate that too, <clears throat> although the actual gameplay difference of those units is nominal at most. You would never like. Okay, I can see what they're getting at, but you would never. Sh- there's no, no strategizing for it. 
Not really. I mean, if you, uh, you know, the, like the sheriff car, you know, we can get into that too later, but you know, the, the sheriff cars versus the tanks, just to use that already cited example, like they, they do fight like the, the sheriff cars fire a, at, at a, at a slightly faster clip and the, and, and they like pounce on you. Like when, once you get hit by one, you're pretty much locked into a death loop until it blows you off the side of the screen onto the other. Whereas a tank, you can get hit and react and either get over and fucking kill it or go up a building or something and try to get out of the way. Uh, the sheriff cars did not allow you that freedom or that luxury. So there was some slight difference in the way, um, you know, it, they affect you and, and, and how, da- how much damage they could do and how you could react to them. But yeah, I mean, it, it's subtle differences at most, you know. Mm-hmm. So that is, I did fucking economic analysis, man. I racked my brain extensively and just nothing. I I thought about doing like I thought about like trying to uh, like find a comparative amount of what it would have been to demolish a building. Right, and, that was my idea. Yeah, but it just wasn't like I just like it's just not because they're not paying for you know like I thought about like trips to like traveling all across the country, <laughs> you know, for these different styles. Like I thought about it's just none of it was. Because like my, my effort with these things is to like find something significant within the story world, you know. Uh, obviously, the fucking AJ Kellen thing was a a, well, a, yeah, a, a slight deviation from that, but that was you know personally fun. But most of them are I'm trying to find something within the story world that is worth analyzing uh, just for novelty of, uh, effect, and just fucking there was just nothing here that w- w- was fit the bill. So uh, I'm sure there will be. Millions of sad listeners that that miss out on having that for this game, but it does wrap up this section and gets us into the playthrough of Rampage. level theme bringing us into the playthrough of rampage here and first off as with all these games we get a title screen and it is a very fun title screen in my opinion there's some without a doubt effort put into this one it's not just the fucking title hit start as so many of them can be uh and it's basically the the title kind of dominates the screen with lizzie and ralph above it the lizard and the, and the ape or sorry the 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 lizard and the the wolf above it and then George's fist punches through the title, holding a damsel in distress while a soldier kind of parrots, parachutes down next to a chopper that's shooting at all of them, you know? So there's like, that's very, you know, uh, a good job of, of, of tying the narrative into it, you know, uh, and giving it some, some, some fucking action, I guess, you know, that, that's pretty fun. So that's cool. There's a great little music ditty that uh, pops off while, while you're watching that. Then you have to choose one or two player and your monster of choice. And as we already mentioned, the uh, well, it gives you a great looking headshot of each monster. And the three monsters are George the Eight, Lizzie the Reptile, Ralph the Wolf. So you pick one of those three or two of those three in the case of two player that we were never able to make happen. <laughs> and you get rolling into the game. And um, you said yeah, you, you went with Ralph, you said when you played, right? Correct. Yes. Right. I did the same thing. Uh, we both said for the same reason, so we were playing through this fucker as Ralph with our, I guess, heightened punching ability, according to the instruction manual. So uh, I'm told. So I'm told. 
And you start in San Francisco. And, yeah, the, the very first level only has three buildings. So it's just dipping your toes in the waters of destruction here to help you get a feel for it. And I guess to describe, like, the, yeah, I mean, it, it's almost kind of self-explanatory. But the, 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 in its most boiled-down form, the game works as such. You're being constantly hammered by soldiers and helicopters and fucking tanks and shit that are shooting and bombing you. Uh, either out of the windows of the buildings or driving along at the street level uh, below or flying in as, you know, as helicopters. And later there's things like fucking clouds that shoot lightning bolts at you and, like, whatever dangers you can they could fucking jam in here to cause... Uh, inflict pain and damage onto these guys to try to stop them from destroying everything uh, uh, is pretty much what it is. And each character has health, a little health bar, and you offset that damage by eating people. And then you also would find things when you, as you bust up the buildings, when you punch a hole in the building, sometimes something will appear and it can be a good pickup, like a little turkey leg, a hamburger, or some shit, uh, or like I said, people can be in there, or sometimes there's bad things. There's fucking, I don't even, I can't even think of an exact example, but uh, you some can things. Find a toaster, for instance, and yes, you're, like shocked by it. Electrocuted, right, 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 right. Uh, and that's, you know, obviously, so you can't just mindlessly eat everything you see. Uh, if you want to live, anyways, you have to exercise some. Um, uh, what do you call it? Discretion. It's <laughs> a good word too. Yeah, yeah. With what with what you consume. Uh, so that's cool. You know that pretty. That's like that's the whole dynamic basically. And then, as you are navigating that uh that fine line of gameplay, the ultimate goal is to destroy all the buildings on the screen. And once you do that, level over, you move on. Um, and that just repeats for in this case fifty levels. The NES version 120 levels. I saw somewhere there was there was one version with 129, which I thought was so interesting to me that they there yeah. was just one more. <laughs> like what oh, was it? They couldn't help themselves, man. They had one more idea. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's one is a very interesting thing. And like you know, I can't. I don't remember. I maybe should have. It wouldn't have been hard to download the Mame emulator and and fire up the. Uh, arcade version to get a feel for this because you can't even really watch a playthrough video to get it because like basically the, the way you knock the buildings down you you know you each you know it's like it's a grid basically the buildings are grids and you can you punch once you punch enough holes the building falls and it's like it's roundabouts like an NES version it's very specifically one full side of the building and the building falls, you know, okay. like every single fist space, each block that makes I it basically equates to a floor, I guess each, you know, however, if it's a 10 floor building, you punch 10 holes in each floor, the building drops. And it's like a very easy, easy to define thing in the NES version. This one was less so. And, I, you know, that's to its credit because it shouldn't be so you know, definable (laughs) of a thing. Uh, Because this one you can kind of, you can punch a little bit further into the building. Yeah, Uh, there's almost like a center column. Right, right. And that, you know, that that is awesome and the way it should be. Uh, Because, yeah, in in the NES version, you couldn't even, like, the the way to really, uh, the, the, the most 
easily measured implementation of this difference. In the ants version, if someone was hanging out of a window in the middle of the building, you couldn't eat them. It's just they they could shoot you. If it was a soldier and bomb you, whatever, you couldn't fucking eat them, and there's nothing to do about it. In this one, you can get in there and you can get you can kill that fucker and stop him from attacking you, which is mm-hmm. cool. And I'm sure that's how it is in the arcade version too, you know. But I don't know how much the arcade version. Uh, you know, because like yeah, you, it's not even like yeah, it's like you could call it a middle column, but it's not it's not an entire column away. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you could, but you can see the difference if you punch to that and then punch down from the level above it. It's two different looking things, you know, uh, fights that you take out of the building, right? You know, and that, and that that's a good variance, and it just gives some level of unpredictability to the gameplay that is a huge asset relative to the NES version, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, and, and, and a big, one of, like, the first differences I noticed a, a, about this version of it. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, you knock, those, you knock each one down, and then you're moving on, and in between the levels, you get, like, a little status screen, and... This was different too. This in the NES version, you would get it would drop you onto the map, and you would kind of like do this punching thing. Like I, it was like on a, on a oh, US, that's right, yeah. Do this punching thing that was kind of like the animation, and that was kind of lost, and I kind of missed that actually, uh, to some degree, because that was kind of like a little fun interstitial uh, animation or something, something to watch, and kind of give you an idea of what you're doing. You know, it gave you like a. I've, I've said more than once on these, like I like maps. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. I like to get a macro feel for what my mission is here, uh, and that very much gave you that feel that you don't get in this. Um, you know, um, yeah. To just say like, yeah, like now you're in San Francisco, right? Now you're in Las Vegas. It's one thing, but like, yeah, I, I forgot about that map deal on NES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it actually, like shows you where you're going. Okay, yeah. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, so and look at another thing. We, with the fucking punch, like, it, it, like I said, in the NES version, you, you, you would just, your tactic would be to, yes, just punch every single thing on the one side of the building, and the building drops. In this one, it, the way it worked, because you can't, you also can't punch the bottom floor. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, like, you, it's weird, like, you can't, and that is how you would have to hit the one in the NES, too, because you can't climb, like, once you climb, the second you climb onto a building, your f- punch is already at floor two, which makes sense, you're a giant, <laughs> a giant monster. Uh, so you have to, in, in the NES version, you have to punch down to get that first level. You can punch down to the floor below uh, in this game, but you can't hit the bottom, build, the bottom floor uh, at all. So what that means is, even if you hit every other thing on the thing, and it is that is the number, uh, or, or a per a one punch per floor is the number for the building, which I, like I said, I don't think I didn't feel was the case for every building. But even if that is the case, you still have to go to this other side of the building for w- at least one punch, and that's a big time and difficulty difference because you gotta get off, go up the thing, climb over, climb down, and get that in there, and that's just more time that you're taking damage. And this is kind of just you know it 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 is you you, you see the arcade roots very much because it is just a quarter suck in theory. You know you're just right. taking. Your, your, your health is all I don't give a shit how many people you eat your health is kind of going down at all times yeah you, you kind of get laced yeah 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 you get peppered from every angle constantly so uh, it is it is borderline impossible to truly recuperate you know what I mean right like you're just trying uh, to keep your head above water when you're eating people but like right. you, there's not going to be like a you start I don't you don't start the level with full health you start with kind of whatever you had or maybe like a little bit more. Previously, yes, yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't re- restart. 
Right. Yeah, you're gonna have a hard time getting back up to max ever. at any point. Right. Right. Yes. Just, I, I honestly, I, I think it's balanced where it's not. I genuinely guess it's not even possible. You know. Probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, there's a we're, we're certainly not gonna fucking uh, go through all fifty semi identical levels, but like the general feel of it, like so the the, the you know they, they we talked about kind of the in, the introduction of different. Um, there's that sound I hate making, but <laughs> you've done it twice. Uh, now. Yeah, have I done it twice now? I didn't. Yep. I don't remember the other one. Uh-huh. I definitely talked that one though. Anyways, so the the the, the different uh, vehicles and shit that get introduced, like the third San Francisco level has a trolley, which is very San Francisco specific. You know, there are the the, the trolley cars are a very trans San Francisco thing, and uh, you get one of those in the third level, and it's kind of it's going on the fucking little. There's a the actual rail. The street level is a railroad. There's not even a place for cars. Theoretically, there's no road as as most levels have. And you know the thing rolls in, and you can punch it. Punch if you're going to the, go to the ground and catch it. You can punch at it, and it rockets off the screen fast as fuck in the other direction. And that's just like probably gives you some points. I didn't even look, but I'm sure it gives you some a little a little bonus points. But it's just a cool thing that you can do, you know, that it, it is just like that anarchy idea that I mentioned is in the instruction manual and shit. Just like, it's trying to present you fun things to destroy <laughs> at all times, you know, later right. on, you, there's, there's a manhole, like throughout the, if you don't fuck with it, it's just like, it's someone, it looks like someone hiding under a manhole and they keep lifting the manhole and peeking it up at street level. And you can, if you get over there, when they peek out of it, you can punch it. And it kind of like crazily bounces off the ground or off something and then off the screen, you know, and I'm sure that's a point thing too. So there's, there's a lot of little shit like that. Some of the buildings have uh, neon sign type deals that I think actually hurt you when you punch them, but you can punch them if you so choose to destroy them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can totally ignore those and, and, and not take the, the life hit, but it, 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 it allows you that, that option basically to uh, prioritize destruction over, longevity or the game you know what i mean yep. uh, which is cool as a, as a cool little nuance in, in the gameplay yeah some of that stuff like you said it's, it's not at all necessary and if you skip like attacking a trolley car like for the whole game you'd be fine but um you know it, it does kind of help immerse you a little bit right you know uh, yep for sure and then like in level four like this was a cool thing a cool example of that of shit you can just randomly encounter the I encountered my or a woman in a bathtub, right? Which those are in any in the NES version, I remember. But I'm not even sure there's a person in them. I think you just see a bathtub, maybe. I don't know, but maybe there is, and you can eat them. But in this case, I saw the I saw it, and before I could eat the woman in the bathtub, she sprayed me in the face with water. I'm guessing like the shower spout or something, and it knocked me off the building. And like. You know, that was just, again, something I, cool little thing. I don't recall seeing the NES version. Uh, and, and that was, uh, um, you know, talking about just, like, the differences in, like, the, the Sega versions of these games are so much better. You know, like, that's a very small thing, but it is just better. <laughs> yeah, it really, it changes, like, you know, it kind of changes how you have to play the game, that tiny little addition. Like, yep. yeah, you get knocked off the building fucking around if you're not paying attention. In NES, you can probably get away with that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. 
And so yeah, the first three levels pretty much are cake. There's really you, you don't even there's no tanks. There's really nothing. Fuck, it's just helicopters and guys. So it's it's very much just acclimating you to what you got to do and and getting a feel for the game. Stage four though, they introduce some tanks that roll in at street level, and those are like if if you're on a building and the tank things hit you, and this applies to the sheriff cars later too. If if the thing hits you and you're on a building, you drop off the building, which also hurts you like that. When you even when you knocked on a building you have to take the initiative to jump off the building. If you stay in the building and fall with it, you take a pretty good amount of damage when you hit the ground. But if you jump, which honestly doesn't make any sense because you go up higher when you jump. <laughs> and you're but, probably getting a little close. If you're jumping, you're probably going up, which means you're higher. You're getting a little closer to terminal velocity. Exactly. exactly. Going faster. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't make exact physics sense, but... The nonetheless, that's the way the game works. So yeah, if you get hit by those fuckers, you both take damage when you get hit by the bolt, and when you hit the fucking ground afterwards, and that sucks. So pretty much anytime you see a tank or sheriff car, it is your top priority to destroy, or at least climb up a building and wait for it to fucking roll out of there. But yeah. you, you're, you're pretty much putting your destruction uh, efforts on hiatus until <laughs> until that thing is no longer in firing range of you. Right. Uh, and the tanks will actually pop your ass. So, like, most of the things that hit you, like bullets and, like, sticks of dynamite and, like, you know, grabbing a sign or whatever, it absolutely does decrease your health, but it's it's very little that these right. things take. Uh, it, it's a slow, slow drain on your health. But the tanks, like, when I got hit by those, like, we're yeah, talking, they, like, they, a solid you know, 15th of my life bar. Yeah, they light you up for sure. Right. And I guess we, we haven't mentioned, but, it, the, you know, it's Sega Master System. There's, there's two buttons. You jump and punch. That's it. Uh, and there's really no, <clears throat> there's no, there's no subtle control thing to get good at or anything. I mean, you know, the jumping is very straightforward. You climb up the buildings, climb down them up and down, move left and right. There's really, as far as the controls go, there really isn't a lot of, a lot you can do, um, to avoid things or avoid those tanks or whatever. Like you can climb up a building and kind of, you know, get to the top of that to stay out of the way of something and then maybe jump building to building if you want to like get behind something. But pretty much it's straightforward. Like, you know, the tanks, you're like, you get hit by one, you're just running at it, like kamikaze into it right. <laughs> to get to it and try to kill it before uh, it does you uh, additional damage or any damage, you know? So there's the, it's, it's very straightforward, the gameplay to say the least. There's not a lot of, uh, yeah, there is no way, like I said, to avoid damage in, in its entirety for sure. Right. Um, so stage four had a, had a bridge you can fall through, which is like the first one of those. So you see water for the first time and, uh, the water, first of all, is a major suck on your life bar if you, when you're in it. So you want to get the fuck out of the water. Uh, but your monster, it's pretty cool thing. Cause you know, when you go into the water, your, your sprite disappears for the most part, but your monster holds his fist above the water to, to like, as like a placeholder to show you where you're at. So you can keep track of your sprite, you know, which is, is pretty fun and pretty cool. It's funny how water in video games, we may have talked about this before, water in video games is always, like, Bad. such a hazard and it is like heroes. The, and it is the, like, the chief life-giving thing to carbon-based life forms. <laughs> right. And, like, also, you know, like, man, some of these guys are, like, literally, like, saving the world in a sci-fi sense, and, like, they can't swim. Right. Damn, dude. Even if you Mario can't swim, it's swim. not, like, fucking, you know, you're still not losing vitality. You're just... Right, like if you put somebody in the water and keep their head above it, it's not like they're dying. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> very strange, but yeah, you know, it's just not, what. What are my hazard options? Sure, <laughs> with with uh, eight eight bit gaming or whatever. Right. 
So I died for the first time in stage five, and this is cool. <laughs> this is one of the cool, oh, cooler yeah, this things. is fun, yeah. The cooler things about the, the way the game works. Uh, so, yeah, when you die, your life bar runs out, and you if you're on a building, you fall to the ground. Uh, whatever you're doing, your character goes straight to the ground, and you like you kind of crumple up and, and into this like hunched over thing, and then you transform down into a tiny human. So... The idea there is, and that's really the first time it's introduced, it's not mentioned in the instruction booklet or anything, I don't think. Like, yeah, you're a person that has been turned into these things, mm. uh, which there's no narrative explanation for that, really, at any point. Uh, which is kind of cool, too. They're just like, no, this is the fucking thing. You know, we've talked about before, like, having the balls to just, here's the story, go, it's an 8-bit game, go. Right. <laughs> and, like, you don't have, like, assholes coming in, like, well, technically speaking... Um, you couldn't grow to the size of, like, no, motherfucker, you are a human, now you're a giant wolf, break the building. Yeah, <laughs> go. Uh, yeah, so you transform into, the, into, the, into a tiny human form, and then you kind of, like, you're naked, so you kind of, like, embarrassed, embarrassedly uh, strafe, sidestep, while you're covering up your, 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 your cash and prizes uh, off, yeah, off the screen. Um, and that's cool. You know, you... you, 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 you that's how you die, and then if you if you have a life left, you can hit a button, and it will use a life to one of your lives to regrow you back into the monster. So that's yeah, that can be narratively discussed too. Like, what's the, you know, what's why is that? Why are you incentivized to do that? Why is why does this person want to be a huge monster uh, and destroying everything? What happened to these three people? You know, probably fucking pissed off, man. Yeah. <laughs> You ever tried to cancel or like unsubscribe to a fucking email thing you don't want from some company? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I might fucking turn into a wolf too and tear down a few buildings. <laughs> Could be it. Could be it. Uh, so yeah, so you use live, you regrow, and then uh, a cool thing. I remember we weren't able to get our fucking two player thing going, but you can eat the other player yeah like player. if they die and you're still alive as a monster you can go just grab their ass and eat them yeah, yeah just like any of the other things and and that gives you a, a, a heightened life boost when you do so i'm not sure how that affects things life-wise though again because we weren't able to fucking try it but the i'm not sure i didn't take the time to look up like does that mean you lose the light like how does that how does yeah, that is the other good? player out of the game or like i don't know yeah because i remember in in the nes version and the two-player thing Maybe it was when you continued. You would like come in on a blimp or something. Yeah, dude. Drop <laughs> down. Uh, so. Which is way cooler. Yeah, for sure. Me. Well, well, I mean, I'm, I don't think that I don't think those are uh, mutually exclusive. I think that's just how I think it's how you continue. Uh, you definitely still go into human form and an inch off the screen in the NES version uh, if you if you make it. But I think when you run out of continues and you recontinue, you fucking cut. Uh, or when you run out of lives rather than you continue, you fuck. That's how you come back is on a blimp uh -huh. or something. So it may very well be that way in this one too. We don't know because we didn't fucking play it. But after San Francisco, you get L.A. And the third L.A. stage has a boardwalk pier thing going on with a few water gaps. And this allows you to encounter boats for the first time, which is kind of cool. And you can eat the people right out of the boat, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which was, was, was just fun. And this it did introduce a thing. It's funny. I happened to, for some reason or another, fire up a playthrough video to check something when I was doing uh, wrapping up my notes, and I saw this person have the same problem as me in this level. And so, like, the 
a couple of the buildings on this this third LA stage, the edge of the building lines up with the water, basically, like where with the the get the the where the boardwalk thing ends and the water begins, right? Mm-hmm. So it prohibited me from being able to line up with the edge of the building to climb up it, right? Which was incredibly frustrating. Did you get to this level of the? the oh yeah, yeah, because you got to get that one hit on the other side of the building. Exactly. Yeah, super right. fucked up. So yeah, like in those cases, it was like I got yeah I, I was stuck on that stage for way longer than I should have been because yeah I had to like you know jump to another building and then like work my way down the the little tiny bit of building that was available you know like just a pain in the ass to 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 overcome that and that was something that was definitely not a fucking uh, I would I would call that a programming fail you know no it uh, did not strike me as like an intended uh, chip <laughs> exactly like where the player's like oh i get it i know what i'm supposed to do it's just like nobody thought this out and fuck you over it right 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 yeah it's yeah i can't because i mean yeah it's like you know uh, again going back to the idea like did you test this fucking thing because it's the like the, the third la that's the eighth stage in the game it's not that far it's not that far so everyone who tested it had to have fucking played it or had this played this level and yeah like it's you i mean you have to knock down all the buildings to proceed. So everyone who ever tested it had to have encountered that problem. Right. And no <laughs> one said anything about it. Right? Yeah, no one said anything, and no one fucking did anything about it. it was, um, That's like we were talking about with Madden before we started recording. Like the fuck, like nobody's testing these games because if they did, they would be like, "You're not. You can't release this, right?" <laughs> it sucks. And it's such an you know easy fix. You just move the thing over. Uh, either one, the where the water starts or where the fucking building starts. Right. Either one would, would be it. It's not rocket science. Yeah. Fucking couple pixels and it'll be totally fixed. Yeah. So yeah, there's only four LA stages, and the this is where you LA is where you first get the sheriff cars, and they can really, like I said, fuck you up. They basically they fire so fast that you just like get repeatedly hit until you just clip off the edge of the screen and show up on the other side. And these are the only things that that happens to you. Like, I, I didn't, I don't know any other thing that, cu- that does that to you, like pushes you off the edge onto the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's funny to me. I mean, I guess they had to do something. If you're going to have a functionality of an enemy that does that, where you can't get out of the loop of getting hit by it, there's gotta be a solution. You can't just kill everyone every time they get hit by a fucking sheriff car. So like right. that, that's the solution to it, I guess. But it's interesting uh, how like physically unrealistic that solution is, you know? Yeah, and also the the sheriff's car is like you know a, a bigger obstacle than the tank, right? Like it's harder to deal with than the tank is, which is not yep. necessarily true. Yep, yep, yep. And then you get Vegas after L.A. So yeah, you're moving west to east here. And you, I already mentioned, you can see a little, you know, a little cactus desert landscape just above the street level, which is a really nice touch for Vegas. And you can kind of see the mountains in the background. And I could even say, like, because you have, like, each stage has kind of the silhouetted background deal going on. Mm-hmm. And there was some level to make those relevant to the city, too, because the Vegas one, I could, t- I could spot what I interpreted as, like, Hoover Dam shit in the background. Like, very... Um, 
right angle things with lights on it, you know, and that's very different than anything you saw in the San Francisco LA stages. Uh, so it was like, and, and like it, it just mountains. And then on the right hand side was that those very right angles that are of course very different than looking than mountains. So right. uh, I can't fathom what else it could have been besides like a Hoover dam type thing, you know? So that's cool. And, and, and a nice, nice touch and a nice level of effort on, on background stuff that fucking most, you know, so many games may bother with at all. <laughs> sure. Uh, or not with any sort of differentiation anyways. You know, it's just repetitive fucking background tiles in so many cases. I didn't even notice this uh, Hoover Dam thing, actually. I, You know, who knows? I fucking probably wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Uh, it's I very interestingly... So this is... I didn't get further than Vegas, basically, in my, in my one-player uh, mm-hmm. go. Uh, I very interestingly ran out of life on my last life as the last building on the second Vegas level was crumbling to the ground. Ah. Uh-huh. So, uh, I assume this was, you know, this is hard to replicate in testing, so I fault them less for it, but, <laughs> uh, the stage finished, and then I got the status screen after the fact, uh, that, like, you know, you progress to the next level, even mm-hmm. though I fell to the ground and turned into the thing, uh, or the human, and then when stage three started, there was no sprite at all, and it just said game over below my score on the top left, <laughs> uh, which was, you know, uh, a, a funny ones and zero solution to something they probably didn't, you know, have a, expect to happen very often. Right. But with the with the way the buildings crumble and like there are still enemies like that come onto the screen right. when yeah, you, so you destroyed the last building. So yeah, it's you, can pretty much, yeah, you can pretty much always uh, punch <clears throat> another helicopter after the buildings go down. Yeah, you can always get level. one more. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I wanted to continue uh, playing, so I looked up if there was a continue function, and there is. You have to pound on button two as your human form strays off the screen on your last life, and if you make it all the way off while doing that, you will continue with the score resets, but you do continue, and... I couldn't do that in my highly unique situation because my right. guy never strafed off because because the the level ended, you know. They cut so, you off, right? So yeah, fucking cool, bro. Real fucking cool. <laughs> I really wanted to continue, but fuck me, I guess. Right. Well, that's where my single player uh, ISOH rampage journey came to an end. Uh, did you make it any further than Vegas? I don't think I did. I think I might have. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I might not even have made it to Vegas. Hmm. Like I I didn't I didn't make it far. We played. We tried to play that one time on two-player. I was fucking around with it then. I think I might have played later that night and fell asleep playing it. And so I, I don't know exactly how far I made it. Impressive. Falling asleep playing an 8-bit video game is uh, really not easy to do. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, life's been rough lately, so uh, I take the sleep where I can get it. So uh, when I, yeah, when I finished, I, I looked up the stage path. For the NES version, because I started thinking about, like, you know, if there's 78 more stops, like, how the fuck does this, you know, how do they divvy this up and how does it work? And I, and I also remembered it being, you know, not five stages to a, a city. Um, so, yeah, how did they divvy it up? And I looked it up. And it's it's interesting that they, they also started in Northern California, but not San Francisco. Uh, I think Sacramento maybe is where it started. And then they head east via kind of the southern route and up into NYC. Uh, as like kind of a midpoint, and then they head back west on a northern route. So they probably do hit the CLE in the NES version, I would guess. Uh, so that's 
good for them. But there's what 128 levels in NES. Right. I mean, if Cleveland's not one of the 128 <laughs> yeah. most important yeah, cities yeah. in the world, you can all go fuck yourselves. Yeah, that would be quite the slight. Uh, so yeah, so the MS, SMS version is just the one direction you go. You know, we already went through the the, the ten cities. It just goes from San Francisco to New York, and the, the another thing too that I didn't remember until I was looking this shit up. The NES version had kind of these little like funny quips and tips between each stage. So you get that math, uh, that math, that map screen showing the actual visual of your destruction, your path of destruction. But then it would also give you just a little one-liner uh, next to the next city uh, that you were going up against, like Salt Lake, mutant spouse files legal action. You know? <laughs> like, oh, that's right. I forgot about it. It's yeah, almost which, like a, like the paperboy kind of uh, right, in between right. levels. Yep, yep, yep. And that's a good comparison. And, yeah, I, I missed those here. And, like, I, I didn't know I missed them until, you know, I saw them in the NES thing that I was looking at, but... Uh, I believe it was in the FAQ had a list of every one of them, uh, and yeah, that was that that was a seemingly easy thing. You're showing me the screen, anyways. Right. Like, why well, couldn't you keep those in there? You know, uh, yeah, I assuming... couldn't have possibly eaten up that much memory, right? And I'm assuming I don't know if I should have looked that up, but I don't know which one hit first, the NES version or the um, Sega one. But either way, like I imagine that shit's probably in the arcade version too. You know, right. It seems like a dumb thing to cut out. I, I I can't fathom that they would write 128 levels of new copy for the NES port. You know, I just don't have that much faith <laughs> in any in, in NES port of any NES port of anything. So they had to be in the arcade version, is my assumption. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I yeah I did look up the arcade version, and it starts in it also has a different path. It starts in Chicago, heads east to NYC in route to 129 locations. So that that's actually what it was, the arcade version had okay. locations. Uh, and there's it, it's, it's very interesting, there's so much variance to that, that they changed the, the, the flight path so much from, from port to port. Um, a very, uh, an amazing thing, actually, I would call it, uh, within the confines of, of, or the context of this playing this game, uh, about the arcade version that was in the FAQ that I read for that, uh, it has a concept called designated victims. And so we didn't mention it in the in the thing, but each the level. So, you know, you have all the soldiers that hang out of the windows of the buildings and those are all look pretty much the same for the most part. And like some throw bombs and some shoot. It's pretty much just a binary option as far as that goes. But occasionally you get a civilian like like each each level starts with a civilian hanging out of a one building or one window somewhere on the stage. uh, And they're kind of like in a clearly distressed uh, and there's three different types. There's a damsel in a red dress, a dude in a yellow shirt, and a dude in a suit. It's one of those three. And they hang out of the windows, and you you go over to them, and when you punch them, they fall out of the window all the way to street level, and you got to jump down and eat them off the ground. You can't eat them out of the window, as you can with uh, so many of the soldiers that are in the game. So in the arcade version, those three characters if you're sprites whatever the fuck you want to call them uh, power up pickups basically i guess is what they are pretty much people are in this game are just pickups uh health pickups but the in those cases those three different people are designated victims of each one corresponding to a monster so the lady in red is george's 
designated victim. The dude in yellow is Lizzie's designated victim. And the suit bro is Ralph's designated victim. And if you grab them with the right monster, all they call them National Guardsmen, too, which I hadn't thought of. Uh, it probably would be the National Guard in this case. That makes sense. And if you grab them, if you grabbed one of these people with the right monster that they were that they were correlated with, all the National Guardsmen would stop shooting. Hmm. Uh, because and you would you could hold them, you know. So the idea huh. is you had them captive and they didn't want to shoot. The and it hurt somebody, right? Right. So that's super fucking cool, and I also can't believe they withheld that functionality because you can't pick them up in either the NES or Sega version. You just, like I said, you knock them out the window, and when you pick them up off the ground, you just eat them. So, right. Huh. Uh, yeah, that would have been a cool feature, actually. Yeah, that was. I I thought that was a bummer that they didn't have it. You know, it's like. What's such crazy a... is you know they've. I, I motherfucker, I know you've got the memory for this because your <laughs> game has eighty-seven thousand levels. Right, 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 right. Just right. knock it down to eighty-five thousand and put some features in there. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It probably is. You know, like we were just we were talking about bases loaded. Like it's it's way harder to write in some new functionality than it is to just repeat a sequence of things that would be another inning or another level. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's, it's just harder. And these, they, uh, they were doing this for money and they wanted to get this job done as soon as possible. Copy and paste. You're right. Yeah. With a port in particular, like you're not, you're, there's literally no creativity involved. Well, very little. I shouldn't say that talking to someone like Dan kitchen, talking about like trying to fit, uh, you know, ghostbusters from the computer version of it onto a, Activision or onto a Atari card, Atari 2600 card was very much a creativity requiring idea because you're like trying to think how to simplify code and like what things going to keep and what can I can't but still maintain some feel of the gameplay like there's some creativity in there so I shouldn't say that there's none involved but um, it is not, not like, like narrative creativity yeah it's not like designing your own story world and right. make it sure Yep. So, I mean, that, you know, I did, I, I didn't, we, neither one of us beat it, so I don't know what happens at the end. Um, I would assume, I know in the NES version, it was very anticlimactic. And I, I want to say even that the NES version might have looped too. Um, I should probably look that up. I did not. But the, um, that's pretty much all the game has to offer. And it is very much a, you know, it's the kind of thing that belongs on my list and that, you know, you don't want to. It's not the kind of game you want to sit down and try to beat. I don't think mm-hmm. uh, it would have been, it, with two players. It would be. It's a little bit fun because you can kind of. It's the game. It's a kind of game you can absolutely just bullshit <laughs> during while playing. It's not a uh, all-consuming. Uh, it doesn't require all your synapses. <laughs> it's not a super engaging game. No, sure. So um, you, yeah. If, if we could have fucking got it uh, working for two player, which we try, yeah, that's I guess that's something we should bother talking about. The, you know, we uh, were so easily able to get Nestopia for NES versions. The netplay on that using that Calera uh, client to work, but Kega well, one Kega Fusion does not support Calera as a as a multiplayer client, so. Couldn't do that, so we were looking at different options for that. We downloaded what the fuck was the Hamachi? Was, was that what that one was yeah, called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was Hamachi, and then we we did a couple. When you said we oh we emulated this on uh, blah blah blah, I was like, man, we tried to emulate this on a lot of fucking emulators. Right. Yeah. So fucking we ended up downloading like four. Yeah. Yeah. What well, was the Emucon and 
uh, whatever the yeah, we, yeah, we we were looking at like every emulator that's ever been used for Sega shit, and none of them couldn't get it. Some of them was you know the one was I think Umukan was the one that used Calaris. We were like pretty optimistic that that was going to work because we got that client to work before, and uh, easily yeah, actually yeah, couldn't unable to connect uh, a reoccurring theme and all this. And uh, yeah, w- I finally was able to find like a a direct thing log into your fucking router and set up a port. And, you know, and like do all this, these admin settings, and then supposedly you can just connect directly without any sort of third party software or clients. And that didn't work either. So we tried every single fucking option and could not fucking make it happen. So that is really depressing because we still, I guess we still haven't tried that direct thing at home. I am not at home right now. I'm I'm not Segundo house slash dog sitting. So perhaps one more swing next time we get to a Sega game with the multiplayer function uh, at home and that router thing. And then maybe I'll troubleshoot as well because I definitely want to be able to play these games. Especially once we get to Genesis. Like, there's so many games that are multiplayer on that that I just, it would suck to not have that option. Um, and people are doing this. People have been doing this for decades now, so it has to be possible. <laughs> right. I, it shouldn't. We're, I think our age is working against us a little bit here. Yeah. I think yep. if, like, this was, like, some 13-year-old kid who played a lot of Minecraft, he'd have a setup in no time. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I wish we could blame Sega for not being able to play their system in emulated fashion uh, with pirated ROMs 30 years after the fact, but <laughs> we can't, as much as we like to blame Sega for things, I don't think it's applicable in this case. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing to blame them anyways. You know? I, I'm not above uh, irrationality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we never got around to a two-player thing, and that was a huge letdown because that was kind of, I think, one of our chief deciding factors in, in, in choosing this game was, was the opportunity to do that. But what are you going to do? We're just two assholes with some fucking little podcast. We don't know everything. <laughs> $20 on a microphone, and now you guys are listening to me. That's your That was the unknown theme, uh, as it was labeled, where I got that from, uh, bringing us <laughs> into the last section. Did you ever hear that song? I yeah. No, it, yeah. I, I, I thought, because when you sent them over, I checked them, uh, just to make sure they were all fucking, I could open them all. And I heard that one, I was like, oh, yeah. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that is what happens when you put when you finish the game. Right. <laughs> it, it, it appealed to me, because it sounded, uh, the, the bass line had a, a skeleton breath feel, uh, skeleton breaths of... One of my favorite bands. Not a band anymore, but uh, it's really like unique bass sound. And I heard that, I was like, man, that sounds just like something they would do. Um, I like it. There's not a ton, a ton of tracks, but I all the music I, I think is great in this game. Yeah, actually, that's a good. We didn't talk about that, but um, yeah. you know, once again, like I, I don't remember what the uh, the NES one sounded like, but the I know for a fact that these ones sounded good. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I would guess Sega killed it with the music. Yeah, for sure. So. King Lorx busting for this baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, All right, right. yeah. It, it, because it, if you had asked me before we did this, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, it's a no-brainer, guaranteed." Yeah, right. But I played it, and I like it. It gets repetitive. It's Monot- a little shallow. Yeah. It gets monotonous. Monotonous. Fast. That's a good. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, it, seriously, because like once you get to New Vegas, like, yep, you've pretty much done it. 
You, you, you just or New it, Vegas. Yeah, you just called it New Vegas. <laughs> well, I really like uh, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, <laughs> that, that's more, that's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that has more replay value for without a doubt. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I I think I I think it also suffers that we didn't, weren't able to play it two player because I think that's a huge part of what makes this game more fun uh, than than the amount of fun that we had. <laughs> I think, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fucking great, and it's, like I said, blows the NES one out of the water. There's no question about that, and it is, without a doubt, something fun to just pick up and fuck with briefly, but as far, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're putting it in, like, if, if, that's, if, that's, if that's all you're going to judge it on, like, its goal, I think it nails its goal very well. Mm-hmm. Um... But if you're going to put it in the context of like versus other games, particularly ones we played, I think it's hard to say that it holds up against a more complete play experience like Wizards and Warriors or you know, even Blades of Steel, which is kind of like a, a semi one player, uh, as far as the one player goes, a little bit of a monotonous deal too. And I guess we, you know, we have the. Um, the bias there because we did play two player and we got to experience the, that component of the fun that 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 rama lots you know but right. um i think you know even if we had it i think it would still feel a little monotonous and you know and i have played rampage in its entirety with other people uh, before so we i'm sure we we definitely did played it so you know it's not that i don't i don't have that experience granted it's not as immediately experienced as 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 it would be preferable for fucking making this judgment but i think yeah all that all that said like i, I it it's i don't know man like as much as i i do love this game and i love what they did and like it's on my list and it is something i will fuck, pick up and fuck around with but it is not I don't think you can pit it up against another game and say like you should play this over something else if you want a full experience of some kind, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm, I'm sorry, did you have something to add after that? No, no. I mean, not, I mean, I didn't. You know, I, yeah. I guess I would probably say no if I'm being realistic. You know. Oh, so you would say it does not have King Lark's blessing? Yeah. And that's fair because like I'm gonna do a cop out when it comes to this. I think if you're into, like, you know, old-school gaming... I mean, I guess if you're into old-school gaming, you've probably already played Rampage, because you know. Yeah, but, and you're also probably not listening to this podcast if you're not. <laughs> I suppose they might. You never know. Uh, the U.S. military used, like, Metallica and Britney Spears to torture people, so maybe they use us to torture people. Who knows? Um, but uh, if, you, if you guys are doing that, U.S. military, uh, I just want my, I want my kickback on that financially. Um... <laughs> But what I'll say about this is it's a bit of a cop-out. I, I don't think you can give it King Lark's blessing because it gets so repetitive so quickly. But that's not to say that it's not a well-designed and fun-to-play game. And like you said, we missed the two-player experience. If you're doing it with two people, it would, I could totally see how it would be a much different experience. Um, but I'll say I, I'm not going to give it King Lark's blessing, but I'll say you should definitely play this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yes. Uh, yeah, uh, particularly if like from our, you know, my perspective of, and, and I assume so many others that we've talked about the, the 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 reduced market saturation that that Sega Master System had. So many people probably haven't played this version of it. If you have some sort of affinity for the NES version or even the arcade version, uh, and want to play a port, this is without a doubt the one in my opinion. 
Well, for you, it seems like it'd be the best gameplay, but it is missing some of those like kitschy little. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, yeah, there's you know, as with, I guess with most ports, there's pros and cons to each. But, but yeah, just as far as like, I mean, the, you know, it, it visually blows it out of the water. Mm-hmm. You have all three monsters. I would much rather have all three monsters and a better looking, closer to the arcade play experience than uh, shitty graphics, more levels, only two monsters, and some clever little quips. You know, you can right. look up. You can look up the list of quips. Uh, all 128 of them on FAQ in nine seconds. Experience that whole thing. <laughs> and, well, that's and, less fun. It is less fun for sure. Uh, but um, yeah, I would much rather play the better version of the game than have those if you're going to compare the two. Uh, but yeah, they, they do offer slightly different experiences for sure. You know, um, What's crazy about like, and, and I'll say the game in general, because I'm sure it applies to every, I can't imagine it's different. Uh, since we know that it was one way on the NES, and we know it was one way on the Sega Masters, and we know it was one way on the uh, arcade, and it's kind of all the same. It's a million levels. I, I want to know why, like, you know, and and I know like designing video games back then was a different thing, but like, you don't need 768 levels in the arcade. You know, you don't need. Is it 50 levels or 50 cities? It's 50, le- 50 levels, 10 cities, 50 levels. Even 50 is like, man, cut that down to 25 and use the space that you save from that and with your memory and add in like a little bit of narrative or something. You know, like the, the game is fucking repetitive at level, what do we say, six or seven? Like, dude, how do you think you're going to feel by level 20? And if you had 25 levels and like a little bit of narrative and like some other like fun aspect to the game... Um, I, I think it could have been a completely different game where I would say, like, yeah, this does stand up to other games, and you should absolutely play it over them. But as right. it is now, I'm just like, yeah, go experience it for sure because it's fun, but there's not a whole lot there besides that. I haven't played there. It's it's funny you say that. There, you know, I mean, I think, I think, I think that criticism <clears throat> might be looking at it in a little bit too modern of a light because i think That's you know true you know you're looking you're looking at an arcade game that was meant to eat quarters and it did a very good job of that to the point where it was ported on to every fucking thing in the universe uh and the game that they, they and when they do that they're trying the goal especially what they're being told whether or not a designer or a programmer is smart enough to try to make it better or cares enough to make it better uh in said port uh is you know a crapshoot, but without a doubt, the directive from above is going to be make it feel exactly like the arcade. Right. <laughs> like, like all these people who quarters in this arcade machine, we want now want to give them exactly that and sell it to them for a lump price, you know? Right. So, um, there's some level of say there was that wouldn't even been the goal. Uh, but all that said, that the there are things that, and I haven't played. I, there was a Rampage World Tour or something. I want to say was maybe on 64. There are versions of this that came out later that I bet they tried to do that with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, you know maybe we'll even experience them as we go here. Some of them even at the 16-bit level there might have been some, but uh, I'm almost certain there's a 64 game that's a Rampage World Tour or some shit like that. So you know there's been there's been some level that uh, uh, to to, to advance this game and it's you know minimal story world that it has so maybe maybe they did fix that later uh to some degree or another and and we'll stumble across that but um within the confines of when this game was i i, I think that's a hard thing to say to it about it right and, and also and I, you know there's it, 
trying to emulate that feel like you know i, I think i kind of i think 15 levels is a kind of nice sweet spot because if it ain't, like, i mean if you have 25 levels in this game like you're beating this game in like fucking eight minutes dude <laughs> like especially right. if, you're good, if you're good at it you're gonna beat it super fast so the only way to make this feel like it has enough gameplay to have buyers like not pissed off back at Toys R Us with the fucking cartridge in hand, uh, is to have like make it longer. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, so that's also maybe a- even so long that you never even reach the end. So you <laughs> yeah. have nothing to bitch about. Exactly. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. The the priorities of uh, 2019 retro game podcasters and the priorities of 1989 uh, Sega Master Systems programmers and and developers are very different priority sets. <laughs> That's very fair. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, so they, said, should, no. they should be expected to be criticized on that. Yeah, for, for sure. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you, if you want to prioritize commerce over, over quality, then without a doubt, expect to hear about it for sure. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I am saying no with the caveat that it's it's not like uh, fucking zillion, no. which you should run away from. You yeah. Know, like, uh, you should play this game for sure. Yeah, it's not a pile of shit, but don't expect to be fucking immersed in it for, you know. <laughs> it's not going to blow your mind. You're like, go right. You're not going to write home about it like you guys will never fucking believe what I did. Yeah, I stumbled across. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that's kind of a, I think that, I think that. Well, I think we already said that we, it's fucking, it was a surprise to both of us that we feel that way. It's funny that we both came out of it that way. Yeah, Sasha. like, when we started this, I was like, yeah, I guess we can do Rampage. The answer is yes, of course. <laughs> right, 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 right. We get in there. So, that is the 18th Oh, episode. wait, real quick. Please stop, rate, and review the podcast yep. before yeah. we go any further. <laughs> yeah, please do that. Uh, for sure. We would appreciate that. Uh, it would help us a great deal to spread this baby around the universe. Uh, if you like the shit we're rambling about here. And up next, we will be going back to the Nintendo pool and a reading going through Nintendo Power Issue 4. And you can subscribe to the pod on pretty much everything. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android. Uh, tune in, Podbean, etc., etc. And the website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. You can email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the pod on Facebook. Find us on YouTube for gameplay videos. And the subreddit is, is, is out there, uh, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash isohpod, or you can search for that. I'm sure it'll come up. And Jab, what are your socials? Man, like when you were saying all that, it was like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> like I, I'm so fucking fed up with everything right now. Like uh, I'm just about done with Reddit, and I'm about to throw my fucking iPhone in the lake, man. I'm sick of it. So I have none. Football season, uh, social media becomes so much fun for me. <laughs> if you, if you people want to talk to me, I don't know, fucking write me a letter or something. Catch me at the bar. Uh, we, but yeah, no social. That's that's what we should do. We should we should. Uh, Put my address rent. in here. We should, yeah, we should rent you a post office box, and, and, and when we ask for your socials, you could fucking list off. You, you can read off your uh, your post office box physical mailing address. That would be incredible. actually. I need to swing <laughs> up to the. Uh, I need to swing up to the post office and tell them like, hey, no rush. I know this might take a while, but post office box zero zero three one. When that becomes available, I want it. I, I want to for sure. I want to get on a waiting list for post. I office want to get on a waiting box. list for that one. 
Yeah, if you want to send the thing, I'm never going to use it. If you want to send a letter to Mad Mike, you could do so at uh, Mad Mike MPO Box 0031, Oberlin, Ohio 44074. He loves fan mail and pictures of penises. (laughs) Send him all that shit. Uh, And then eventually, uh, Jab will be checking that box. So, dual uh, dual solution to sending things to that. My social (laughs) media access is a post office box 30 years from now. MPO. What the fuck? Why MBO? Why is, is it MBO? main? I think it's main post office. Main post office. Yeah, but I I never I've never seen that on another. I you know, not that I'm sending letters all the time, but I've lived a whole lifetime, 38 years, and I've seen post office box addresses many times in my life, and there's never been an M before the PO other than that. <laughs> that might have been a thing like when before maybe like before or as we were born, and then the world is just getting over it. Like I remember <laughs> MPO box, but you always wrote it PO box. Right, right, right. Oh, that's hilarious. That's so funny. I can't believe we just thought of that now. That's so great. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's Jab Socials. And uh, <laughs> you could find me on Twitter at Josh Fallen and on Instagram at My Shift Key is Broke. And okay, bye. See ya.